Welcome back to the Law of Attraction podcast. My name is Natasha Graziano and I'm your host. I'm so honored to have you here today. Thank you to every one of you that tunes in three times a week to step up in your life, to learn new wisdom and knowledge and help others succeed too. And thank you to everybody who has been helping us keep this show in the top shows on Apple. We are so grateful to every single one of you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Law of Attraction Secrets. So excited today to introduce somebody extra special, somebody that I've not yet had on this show. In fact, I've had anybody quite like him. I had the pleasure of having a session with him the other day, right? I was all into learning about other methods and ways of expressing my body and learning to use my body to heal myself. And then I came across this amazing guy who I've been following for a while. Mike Chang, who is on our show today, and he was the creator of Six Pack uh, Shortcuts, the most subscribed to fitness channel on YouTube up until he left in 2015. It had 4 million subscribers, over 500 million views. Yo, that is a lot of views. His simplistic approach to fitness and transformation changed the lives of millions across the world. So he did this session with me which was so amazing. You're going to hear about it in the show today. We're going to be diving into everything Qigong, breathing, the body, how to unlock your higher powers, how to unlock your body, how to activate yourself every single day to live in your best self. He is a successful trainer with an eight-figure business. He's somebody who I guess we can all learn from in so many ways, not just because of his incredible Qigong mastery, but because of who he is in life. And he really believes he received a second chance at life when he experienced an extraordinary awakening that led him down the next seven years of life, focusing on mastering his mind and studying a vast array of tools from Qigong, meditation, breathwork, yoga, and above all flow state, as I've just been talking about. So Today, we're going to dive into all this yummy, juicy stuff. Press play and let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Mike Chang. Thank you. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm really, really excited to to share what I've learned, share what I've discovered. And it's like entering into a whole new world, coming in from fitness and nutrition and helping people transform physique and the last seven years diving into emotions, consciousness, energy. It was like a whole new world. And there is so much to to share. I want this to become common knowledge. My dream is for this to be taught to school. So this way children growing up can have an understanding of energy and emotions because we all have it. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. I love the way that you want it to be, you know, as commercial and mainstream as anything else that is mainstream because this is something I wish I'd learned a lot younger. I wish I'd known about it. I wish I'd understood how to master my body. How did you understand how to master your body? You know, I started training when I was about 11. Actually, and that's exercising. Before that, I would watch these these Kung Fu movies and I told my mother that I want to be a Shaolin monk. Send me to China and let me go to you know, to be a Shaolin monk. And I would want, because I would train, I'd watch these movies and I'll be kicking trees and punching it into like walls and sand and all these things. And I always had an interest for that. So it was like something that was just, was just bred in me. And then throughout my life, I ended up going into fitness and um, just 
been training now for over 25 years. Wow. But never in emotions, never in, you know, like feeling. It was always like strength, you know, aesthetics and, and everything outside, everything young, everything, you know, on, on masculine. And I never connected to the inside. So it's, it's a different world now. There's this balance between the two. So what is it that we have to connect to on the inside in your eyes? What is it that we have to tap into? Because as a mindset coach, I, I truly believe that our outer reality is a direct reflection of our inner self-belief. So what we believe about ourselves on the inside will be reflected on the outside. So if I believe that I'm unworthy of love, I'm never going to have a romantic, happy, harmonious relationship. If I don't believe I'm a magnet to money, I'm never going to attract money into my life. If I'm a scarcity mindset, if, I, if I'm constantly terrified of what could happen in my life, I'm going to see ailments in my body because we attract what we are. So how did you realize that it was an internal process? I realized it from having an experience that was by accident. And this experience changed, it changed everything about me. And, uh, and you know, before then, I learned about uh, law of attraction to a certain level, enough to go in and, you know, make a pretty good living for myself and you know, accomplish what I wanted. But I had an experience that really shifted everything. I was able to identify like my inner stories. I was able to see how my beliefs and values and pretty much all the decisions and motivations in my life were just anchored. It was supported by these old stories, the stories of needing to prove, the stories of not being good enough and all these things. And up until then, I knew that they were driving me, but I didn't know that they were actually dictating my entire life. It was just like, yes, you know, this means something. Yes, it's, it matters, but I never really saw the impact. And when I was able to separate from that, everything changed. My energy opened up. Um, my body healed. I was tapping my body. I was breathing. I was realizing these things. And so it was done by accident over a course of six hours and everything in my body changed. Like my injuries healed on the spot. I had really bad injuries, especially in my back during that time. And it was really bad. I was there for about nine months and I couldn't sit, lie down or walk without pain. And, you know, I make fitness videos all the time. And so I was just bearing the pain and things like that. It went away on the spot. And so it was the most amazing thing. And since then I dived in to understand what really happened. And I started to realize that the fundamental thing, like what you were mentioning, you know, who we are makes up what we manifest and what that means when it comes to everybody that is experiencing emotions right now is that. If somebody is experiencing fear and stress and worry, they need to realize that number one, whatever they're experiencing is valid because people tend to push it away. They go, I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be afraid. And what they do is instead of fully being conscious of that feeling, fully feeling it, they reject it and they reject it and they try to feel different instead of feeling what's actually there. And what this causes is for these emotions to get pushed down into our body for certain beliefs to get anchored into our mind because it's tied in with the energy, with the emotions. And then it doesn't go away. 
Now, if this happened only once or, you know, a handful of times in our life, it's no big deal. But we're talking, you know, if somebody is 20 years old, this has been happening for close to about 20 years, pretty much when we're born, this is starting to happen. Now, imagine if somebody's 30, 40, 50 years old. Oh my God. I mean, this has been, they've been suppressing this for decades and decades. And then what happens is like, there's only a certain amount that we can suppress before it starts pouring out of us. And when people are getting constantly triggered, stressed with anger and worry, it seems like everything is just triggering these things inside of them and they can't stop it. It's because all these emotions been stored in the body and what they actually need to do. It's a very simple process. That's what I want everybody to know. It's like, it's not very complicated. Once somebody understands what's really going on, it's like, okay, so you're telling me this is all I have to do. Yes, basically, you know, the doing part, it's just like anything else, you know, it takes a little bit of work. So what someone really needs to do when they're experiencing these emotions is they just need to feel them. They just need to fully feel them, not for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. The answer is they need to feel them until it goes away. That's the key. So if it takes five minutes, 10 minutes, feel it for five to 10. If it takes two hours, then, you know, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to sit there and you're going to have to feel it for two hours. And let's say at the end of those two hours, how does someone know when it's gone? The emotion is not there anymore. It's they, they feel calm. You know, they feel at peace again. That's when that person knows that that emotion that they were experiencing, they were able to process it. They were able to release it. Maybe there's more inside, but at least this current session is done. They're not feeling any more emotional charge. If a person was able to do that every time they experience emotions, they would get rid of all their emotions. That's that's it. It's really that it's really that simple, you know. And this is when I realized, like, oh my god, it's like it took me. It was so complicated at first. Like, well, I <laughs> and then finally it became okay. So you're telling me this is all we need to do? And basically, yes, you know, because when this happens, the mind can start to change. Until then, people are trying to change their belief systems and they're constantly in this state of trying. It's like they they know that this is the way to think. They know this is the way, you know, this is how you'd be positive. Here's how I should believe in myself. But they're constantly in this inner battle because one part of them has doubt and the other part of them knows that this is the way they should act, should think, should believe. But there's always this resistance inside. And that's because the negative thoughts is anchored by fear emotions and they haven't let go of the fear emotions yet so when they do those negative thoughts can now go away so now if somebody is listening to podcasts when they're listening to the videos when they're learning the information can actually stick right now they don't stick it's like it comes in one ear it goes out the other not because they're not wanting to learn it's because the old energy the old emotion is still rooting anchoring the old beliefs so we just got to let it go let it go so emotions can store in our body and that's what then causes an ailment right that's what then causes an issue so guide us into here why qigong is so powerful to release these emotions because when i had my session with you and for those of you who are listening and you want to know more about it i mean i'm just going to insert some clips here of my wonderful Qigong session. It was so powerful with Mike. I mean, he really is the master of masters. It was 
so magical to understand how to unlock my body and how to really overcome things and fears. And, you know, we were doing tapping, like, you know, like hitting the body in different places, which I find amazing. And I asked Mike, I said, um, where do we tap? He said, everywhere you can, you know, anywhere that you can tap, tap. And I was like, that's so cool. So I can effectively tap everything in my body. And, and I want to dive into why that's so powerful and, and what it does. Because for me, I'll tell you what I felt, guys. When I did the session for an hour with Mike, I released so many sort of blockages going on in my body. I felt like I was freeing up my mind. I felt like I was able to breathe. I was like releasing these tensions in my body and versions of blockages you couldn't see. And I know they were clearing because afterwards I felt so like, ah, as though I had done a big sigh. And then the breath work at the end was just phenomenal. Um, so you really are somebody who, who I'm so inspired for my audience to hear more about that side of it. So please dive into Qigong and how it removes blockages. So Qigong, it's one of the inspired, um, inspired methods. There's actually five different, uh, methods that in that practice, but it's inspired by actually a lot of different types of, uh, types of training. Um, I learned about Qigong, yoga, my background for decades has been in fitness. Um, I learned about massage, different forms of massages, you know, from like deep tissue to acupressures. I started to understand acupunctures and uh, like NFT, you know, emotional freedom technique and so on. And out of the, out of those, I started to understand about energy. I started to understand that all these different methods were there to help the body circulate energy, help break it up. They just do it in different ways. And so this practice has five different methods and the five different methods, one of them is tap massage and it's the one we do right at the beginning. And literally what you're doing is you're tapping the body, just like how you, um, how you grab on those massage guns and you, da, 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 you go at the body with it. Now imagine that you can tap your body anytime, anywhere. You don't need a massage, you don't need anything. You can go as hard as you like, as soft as you like. And what you're literally doing is you're vibrating the body. You're creating impact onto the body. So imagine that somebody has tension behind the neck. They have tension around the shoulders. They have some tension in their lower back. So yes, we can stretch it. We can go and breathe. We can do all these things, or we can just tap it directly. Imagine when we can stand, like the first move of the practice is so easy that all the moves are actually pretty, pretty easy, to be honest. Um, you just jump up and down, like you just shake the body and you're literally vibrating the body to kind of open up any type of blockage. That's like the first and very thing you do. And so when you're tapping on the body and shaking the body, what we're really doing is we are opening up the veins. We're opening up the circulation and the capillaries and the arteries, getting more blood flow. And on the level of energy, we're opening up the chakra systems. You know, which is up and down the spine, we're opening up the energy meridians, which is running throughout the body, right? The smaller pathways of energy. And when we do that, now the body starts to become more activated, become energized, right? We become more alert. And, and then after that, we go into strength training. And in strength training, as most people know, you know, you do it to build muscle, endurance, um, you know, increase your cardio, things like that. And these are still the same effects that still happen, but they're more like the side effects of this practice because 
we use strength training to actually help move energy. But we are still, you're still going to get all the regular strength training effects. So we're doing 12 basic movements, basic movements of the body, right? Pushing, pulling, kicking, punching, jumping, running, just all the regular movements that any human being would like to maintain and have. And then now that opens up the body more because it exerts the body. It increases more blood flow, increases more energy. The first one is to vibrate it, to physically tap it in all these different areas. The second one is we exert. We exert the body to go and open up, open up the blood flow and the energy. And then after that, now that we have it more open, we go and bend the body by stretching. And we bend the body, particularly focusing on the spine. And so now we can open up that energetic highway, those chakras. We bend the body and bending it will access and open up areas that exertion didn't get to, nor tapping. So then after we go and bend the body around through stretching, then we go into breath work. Now breath work, we're driving in oxygen, driving in energy, so that can access areas that the other three couldn't get to. And sometimes we'll do breath work to where we drive the energy upwards towards the crown, top of the head, or the third eye, so we can start to expand the mind. And then after that, we do the last thing, which is to connect to all of that energy that's activated and available in the body because everything is so open. And we do that through meditation. So we do that at the very, very end. You see, when people are meditating in the beginning or, or meditating in general, what happens is they sit there and they spend an average of about 20 minutes to get into a meditative state because their body is tense. Their mind is still kind of racing. So they're literally just sitting there, closing their eyes and thinking. And after about 20 minutes, the mind starts to slow down. Now they start to enter into a meditative state. The only issue with that is most people are not going past 20 minutes. And even if somebody did 20 minutes, well, they just got into a meditative state and if they were to stop, then it's like warming up and never actually doing the workout. So when we do meditation at the very end, the body's already relaxed, the energy's already open, and the mind's already calm. So if you were to spend five minutes in meditation, for example, then you're actually spending five minutes in a meditative state. And therefore, when we meditate for about 20 minutes at the very end, it's equivalent to about 40 minutes of meditation. But we spend half the time, we go much, much deeper, and we get all of the other benefits of the four other methods, right? So the body's getting stronger, cardio's increasing, weight loss, becoming more flexible, we're building stress resiliency because when you physically tap the body, your body literally gets stronger. We can handle more physical impact. So people that are getting older, their bones are becoming more brittle. And now they can increase bone density because they're stimulating the body literally by tapping on the body. Somebody can start off tapping and if it hurts a little, it's okay. Over time, literally you can be punching the body, like just hitting the body and the body doesn't hurt because the body's gotten that strong. You see, this type of strength is not like working out strength. This is like the body is so physically strong that it can handle physical pressure. It can handle physical impact, which we live in a physical world. It's nice to handle that because what happened if we trip? Like the other day, I, I landed here in Houston where I'm at the moment and, I, and during the airport, I reached for something and I got up and I didn't see this big giant metal pole. Bong, I hit my head on that pole pretty hard. Nothing. I just like, oh, oh, there's there. I just, and I just grabbed my bags. I kept going. Nothing. And I, just, I hit it pretty hard. 
it didn't even hurt. Like I felt it, but there was no real pain. That wouldn't have been the case years ago. The body starts to change. Literally, I can have so many stories of things happening to my body, getting hit by falling, all these things, and I just get back up. It's like the body literally becomes so strong that it can handle so much of physical impact. And this was because I've been doing this practice for years now. Wow. So if anybody who's listening and wants to get started, as you can hear, it's like very easy to begin. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You can literally just start hacking your body. Those five steps are so profound. I was taking so many notes because I really want everyone to be able to see these five steps in the show notes. I really want you to um, begin. This is the best way for you to begin. If you're looking to start in Qigong, if you want to express your body, if you want to start to activate it, I love it. So the five steps are really powerful. And you're right. When we did the meditation at the end, it was so awesome. I was like so high on the breath. And then I was in this beautiful Zen state. Do you do classes or anything? Do you have any programs? Yes. Uh, we actually have 60-day programs to where students work with me on a weekly basis. Uh, we do classes for about three hours every week. They work with trainers for, a, we give them a lot of sessions, one hour sessions with trainers that they can book. They have one-on-one -on -one with me all the time. Um, it's, a, it's a really extensive program and massive, massive transformations. And for anybody that is, um, that is interested in diving deeper into this, I would highly recommend it. No, it's, a, it's an amazing program. There's a lot of support. We focus on. We'll put the link below as well. You guys, if you want to like go to it, I think it's worth it. I've done my own session with with Mike and honestly, I can vouch for it. If you like me, you want to activate your body and learn Qigong and the rest of it. It's not just Qigong. It really is this full body workout, like for the mind, body and soul. It was so profound. Yes. And. Something that I've been in the fitness space has, has it taught me a lot of things about helping people with transformation. And you know, the one thing that people struggle with is literally just doing, doing the work, doing the practice, not because it's tough. The practice is, it, it's easy. It's, it's so simple. I purposely made it so simple that any fitness level can start any fitness level. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, like my mother's in a wheelchair and she does this practice. She taps and she breathes and, and it's, it doesn't matter what level because I wanted people to be accessible to it. So you can be a really fit athlete or you can just, just be starting. But the thing that people struggle with is being consistent. It's like they need motivation. They need accountability. They need someone to kind of, kind of help them out and guide them along the way, or they need to do it in a group because it's, it's a lot more easier to get started, right? To build that habit. That's something that is heavily focused on, you know, in the program, you know, because we, we do it in a group, we have accountability systems, all this stuff. And that's, that's one of the primary things, because I realized that after training people for over 20 years now, it's not just what we do. It's the type of support that, that uh, people get. So just want to mention that. Sounds really worth it, you guys. I would definitely be signing up and I will be sharing it with my friends as well. That's so beautiful. What a what a great way to start. 
So when you do these exercises and you dive deeper, is there, are there meridians we're opening up with our chakras or something? What is it the way the energy flow? How does Qigong really work? Because a lot of people think, oh, I can't see it. You know, like I'm just touching air and moving <laughs> bubbles. And it's like, well, you know what? I can feel the energy. I can't visually see it, but I can feel the energy. Okay, crazy story. So whenever I'm on the ocean, I can always see above the ocean this like, substance and and napoleon hill calls it the invisible substance joseph murphy also talks about they talk about it in their books and it's this invisible substance that you can see i see it whenever i'm on the ocean you can call it heat waves when i'm sitting really low on the sand and i look up onto other areas of sand i can see this heat wave if you want of the invisible substance i believe therefore whenever i see that it reminds me my goodness what i'm thinking is literally being projected into the invisible substance and it is permeating the world around me and becoming for a thought a thing and so it's literally like imprinting your vision onto this invisible substance so i can see the power of it so qigong feels like you're playing with the invisible substance does that make sense to you do you feel like that's it's relevant to it Absolutely. 100%. What's actually happening is that when we are imprinting our thoughts, right, imprinting what we want, most people, they are only aware of their conscious mind, right? The, the thoughts that they can hear, but their subconscious, their unconscious, right? This level two and three, right? These deeper layers is saying something else. That's the thing that is happening when somebody is not getting what they want. It's like, I want to be successful. And right now, success is not happening. I want to create these opportunities. Right now, nobody's knocking on the door. And the reason why is because they go, I want to create this thing. That's conscious mind talking. Now, the subconscious is level two may say, hmm, um, I don't know if I, can, if I can handle it when it comes. And the level three, this deeper one goes, I'm really afraid. I don't have what it takes. I, I don't, I'm really afraid of this. But consciously, they're not aware of these deeper levels. Now, the way that somebody can know what this deeper level is actually saying is by the way they feel. You see, because we can go, I love you. I, I, I love you. Okay, okay, great. Those are just words. But now, if somebody was to go and feel that, that would be different. You see, we can't make up feelings. It's either it's happening or it's not happening, but we can make up words. And so if somebody was to go and say, I want this thing, and then they feel lack, fear, worry, stress, they feel anxious, then they need to know that on their subconscious mind, they are saying something that has to do with not getting it. They're saying, I'm afraid. They're saying, I don't got what it takes. They don't need to know the exact words. All they have to do is recognize the feeling. And here's a simple way to know, because, you know, feelings get kind of, oh, well, which one is this? Which one is that? How do I know which feeling is? Here's the easiest way that I found, because I like to keep it simple. It's, you know, these things get so complex. Here's a simple way. Does it feel good? <laughs> do, do you feel strong or do you feel weak? Right? Do you feel heavy pressure or do you feel light and at ease? You see... That's all we need to know because really honest, it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't matter if we call it, you know, worry or if we call it anxiety, who cares? They're just names. What really matters is that 
is that if I want to create this thing, is my feelings, my energy, all my lower minds, are they aligned with it? That's, that's what really matters when we think about it, right? Life is really simple. I want to do this thing and I do it. And that's it. But if I want to do this thing and I feel the sense of weakness, I feel the sense of doubt, I feel uncomfortable, right? I feel some type of fear. doesn't matter what it is. Now I know um, my body, my lower mind is not aligned to it. And at this point, instead of just going, well, I'm not going to worry about it. Well, no, because you're literally going to be going against yourself. Everything that you're going to do, you're going to go against yourself. You don't want to do that. So at this point, what a person needs to do is now they need to go and change that feeling. They need to change that feeling. And the way they do it is not by distracting themselves to try to feel better. You see, what they need to do is actually sit there and go, let me relax. Let me go and bring my attention inwards and then fully feel this uncomfortableness, whatever that uncomfortableness is. You just fully feel it. And like I was saying earlier, they keep feeling it for as long as it takes until that feeling goes away. It could be short or it could be long. And what happens here is that as they're feeling it, being totally conscious to it, thoughts are going to come up. They're going to judge it. They're going to go, oh man, I don't like this way this feels. Oh man, you know, uh, this reminds me of this thing, that thing. And all of these things are going to distract a person from fully feeling this feeling. And what a person needs to do is to take their attention, bring it back to the feeling. And every time when their mind gets distracted with stories and not liking this and, you know, maybe this is whatever it is, any type of story, take the attention, bring it back to the feeling and keep feeling it until it's gone. But when I'm taking on students, what I'm teaching them is how to do that. But that's what we do. That's exactly what we do. See, it's not very complicated. But the act of doing it, the practice and practice, and, and that's the part that really takes work. But what to do is really simple. Just feel how you feel. You're not feeling good? Cool. Don't you want to release it? Yes. All right. Just feel it. Keep going. And don't let your mind distract you. Every time you do, bring it back to the feeling and keep doing it until it's gone. Boom. I, that session now, whatever length of time it was, has now you let go of some of the emotions. You're going to feel better afterwards. And then now every time that emotion comes in or any uncomfortable thing, do the same thing. Now a person is chipping away at their trapped emotions. They're chipping away at this negative energy. Or we can say they're increasing their vibrational energy in their body. They're unblocking things. That's all they need to do. Every single thing that I teach is to support that one action. That's it. It's it's that's that the that's the magic sauce. And when we look at energy work out there, when we look at therapists, all this stuff, they are all trying to do one aspect of this process. But that part right there that I explained is the most important and the most effective. Everything else is only supporting that. It's like, you know, you have like a relational therapist or something and somebody goes and talk about their problems, right? They go and the therapist asks them, okay, so tell me about it. Tell me about it. How'd that make you feel? What happened? So what they do is they bring this emotion up to the surface and then they bring the stories that were way in the back. They bring them to their awareness here. And then it's like, okay, uh -huh, okay. Now, and then so they, they let someone become aware of all this. Now at this point, that's good, but they need to go and release it. But therapists aren't teaching people how to 
boiling feel. But imagine if they did. Imagine if someone goes, okay, now that you're feeling all this, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do to more fully feel this. So this way, by the time you leave my office, we had an opportunity to bring up the stuff from the past and release the emotion of it. And then we change the mindset. I show you a different way to look at it. We talk about it. So you have a different way of looking at it. But if they don't do that last part, it's actually going to be worse for their life because they were walking in feeling so-so. They now don't feel good because we brought the stuff of the past that were trapped. We brought it to the surface and now they're feeling it. We brought stuff from the past in their mind and brought it to their front. And then from there, we leave it there. And now they're going to walk around. Everything is going to remind them of the trauma, remind them of what happened. And they're always going to be feeling this feeling because they brought it up to the surface, but they never let it go because they didn't know this most important part, which is fully be conscious of that feeling, fully feel it until it's gone, until it's completely gone. Now, not one minute, two minutes, five minutes, like as you, long as it takes. You lean into the negative of it, even if it is negative. And what, what if it makes you feel nervous or anxious? You just carry on leaning into it. Good. If it if it feels nervous, then the way somebody can look at it is you're letting go of nervousness. If it feels um, anxious, good. You're letting go of the anxiousness. If it feels sad, good. Then you're letting go of the sadness. You, you see, it's like it's it's so strange sometimes when when someone thinks about it because that's why it's. That's why people aren't doing it because they're thinking, what? So you're telling me if I want to let go of the anger, I need to feel the anger? Yes, that's exactly what I've said. Exactly what I'm saying. Now, you know what people do instead when they get angry? They express it. Then we pound this thing, yell at, you know, you know all this stuff. Right? Then we go and tell somebody why I'm angry, thinking they're going to let it go. No, they didn't let it go. They threw it out. They expressed it. It's like bullets. It's like we load this gun up with bullets. And if we don't want to um, shoot people, we should just take out the clip and empty it out. But you know what people do is they just fire it out. Boom, 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 boom. Now it's empty. They go, oh, great. My goal is to get rid of these bullets. So that just shot it eight times. Now it's gone. That's what people do when they're, when they have emotions, they express it thinking that they released it, but it's going to come back. Because expressing doesn't release. Releasing releases. Expressing it creates a behavioral pattern. It gets somebody to be conditioned to doing that, that behavior. Whether that behavior is, hey, let me tell you about my problems. Good. Now you get really good at talking about your problems. So the problems get imprinted. This action of talking about problems, supporting this in their mind, that gets imprinted. And now a person can't focus on what they want. You see, so that's totally different than actually feeling it and releasing it, right? You see, I didn't say anything about go ahead and think about who did what and what happened. That's not necessary. The first thing to do is to feel it until it goes away. And then once somebody's at peace, once somebody feels like centered, now if they choose to, if it's even needed, go take a look at what happened, right? See what this person said, what you did, what they, you know, and now you have a new perspective because you're not emotionally charged. But if it's not needed, because a lot of times what actually happens, I had this happen so often 
where I'm like upset. I'm like, oh my God, we need to have this conversation. It's so bad. And then I went and felt it, fully felt it. An hour later, I realized there's no need for a conversation. There was actually no problem. I was just, I was just upset. But once I'm not upset, you know what? Everything is fine. I can see why they said that. I, I was just upset. There's everything is fine. There's no need to talk about anything. Can you imagine like how many times this could be just a solution to so many of people's problems? There was no need to have a debate or an argument. I had this happen so many times. And I remember just going, what happened if I knew about this like, 10 years ago when I used to go and fight with my girlfriend all the time? I used to get so upset at people and I'll get upset for days. For the smallest thing, it'll take me three days on average to, to, to get over something small. Now, big things, years. What happened if I knew that I can literally let it go in 30 minutes, in an hour? I, I don't need to carry it with me throughout the day and the months. That's what's so huge because that emotional, that emotions in the body, it creates this emotional lens, but it's invisible. We can't see the lens, but when it's up because we're emotionally charged, it's influencing every decision we have. It's influenced the way we see situations, the way we see other people. It's like we love our partner, right? Like we're in love and everything's great. And then we get upset and we look at them and all we see is through that lenses. So we look at them and suddenly we're not looking at them with love anymore. We look at them going, this is the person that is trying to hurt me. This is the person that doesn't believe in me. This is the person that wants to poke out my buttons. You see, and, and we can, when we drop those lenses, now we can see it clearly. We don't see through a certain emotional perspective. But when this emotional perspective is up, it's going to look like the absolute truth. And we can justify it. That's what gets people caught up. Because when this is happening, people can justify why what they are seeing is the truth. They can justify why they should pay attention to the what if, you know, fear scenarios. Because what happens is it's one aspect of the truth. It's one perspective. But there's another perspective to where everything's going to work out just fine. But they don't actually see the other perspective because that emotional lenses gets them to focus on the fear-based outcome. That emotional lenses gets someone to focus on how somebody is um, going to hurt them. But they don't see the other part, you see. And because it's invisible, they can't tell a lot of times that they are seen through this lens. So they will live their life believing that this is the way it is. And that's why sometimes I tell people, you know, just, just try it out. You know, just literally just try it out. And every time when you do it, how do you feel? And people, it's always the same. Like <laughs> you said, oh, that huge sigh of like, oh my God, just released. Wow. Like what just happened? Wow. Yes. Okay, cool. You do that every day. And naturally, they're going to start noticing that when I do this practice, I'm in a better mood. I, I can let things go so much faster. And things just don't bother me as much. And that's actually what's happening because that emotional lenses just drops down. Their lifestyles have changed. When this happens and things don't bother them as much, now they can start to make new decisions. And, and that's really what it takes is when they, every time when they experience that sense of relief, at the end of the practice, that state imprints into their body just a little bit. And so if they're imprinting this state every day, a little bit at a time, 
then every day somebody's feeling, default feeling, which is the way somebody feels every day, right? Everybody has one. That default feeling starts to change. It starts to become more at peace, more at neutral. They start to go from these emotional roller coaster states to something that doesn't constantly fluctuate. You know, and that that state, neutrality, that state is peace, centeredness. That state is where somebody feels whole and everybody wants it. But people think they need to be super emotional, like super joyful, super excited all the time. No, hon, it doesn't work like that. Because if you get really emotional, you're also going to crash down to the other end of it too. But in this state where somebody can be at peace, number one, they can see the whole picture. They don't see just the good, just the bad. They see all. Number two, they are so centered. Their mind is so clear. They can focus on whatever they want. There's no anxiety. There's no lack of confidence. None of those things. They just, they just be. Everything just flows out. There's no resistance on the inside. It's the most amazing thing. And a person can experience this every time when they do this practice, a little more and a little more. Eventually, this will become somebody's natural state because they are just programming their body every time when they do the practice. You know, and that's the, that's the key. Will you paraphrase for us in clip notes this exact method of releasing this negative trauma? Because I know you're an expert at this and I know this is something that it, it, I know this if I'm feeling like, wow, this is like, I just can't stop listening. I'm like, this is, I need to learn this. I need to do this. I know that somebody else in our audience today is going to be feeling the profound effects. So give us the clip notes on how to release negative emotions when they flare up. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll write it out in, in steps. So this way somebody gets the, gets the whole picture. That's, that's really what it is. They just need, they just need the whole picture. So this way it makes sense. So then it gives person a reason to go and do the practice because that's what happens. It's like, if somebody does the practice and they don't know any of the, they don't know what they're doing, but they do it, they're going to feel it. You know, it's kind of like you ask somebody, go do, go do a hundred squats. You don't tell them what's going to work on <laughs> those hundred squats are going to work on something. We already know what that's going to be. So it's still going to happen, but to get somebody to do it every single day, even when they don't feel like it, even when they're tired, even when they got a lot of stuff going on in their life, that's where, where the understanding has to come in because they got to know the why without the why, why would they go and spend the time? They could be spending their time doing a lot of other stuff. So, you know, part of uh, a big part of it is really understanding how their body and their mind and their emotions work. So I'm really glad you, you brought that up and I'll, I'll send you some clip notes so we can include it here. So this way somebody has like this overview of how, how things work and why they need to do it and what's going to happen when they do. Yes, it will be, it will be wonderful. I mean, as I said, you guys can join the program. You're going to learn about this anyway, if you do any of Mike's programs. Can we just tap into for the last five minutes about the awesome mushroom tea that you created that I'm like so fascinated on because I love all things health and where the point between metaphysical meets these exotic, interesting things. And I don't mean get high mushrooms, guys. I mean, mushrooms for your health. Mike, tell us what happened. The story's awesome. And then what are you doing with them? 
<laughs> I was just talking to a friend about that today. Uh, so I get this call from my, from my friend and, and his name is Steven, uh, Steven Huntsman. He's like, Mike, you know, that you, you need to go come. Can you come to my house today? And I was like, uh, maybe <laughs> what's going on. And he's like, you got to go and meet my friend. He's like, cause he's got mushrooms. Have you ever tried mushrooms? I was like, well, yeah, I've tried the psychedelic one regular. He's like, no medicinal mushrooms. I was like, what? <laughs> so he invites me over there and his friend is introducing medicinal mushrooms to him. And he knows about mushrooms, but he's, he's not really big in it. And this is 10 blend mushrooms. And that was like the first time I ever really learned about medicinal. And the guy, his name is Robert, Robert Plar. He's like, He's like 70 something years old. The guy looks like Chuck Norris. I swear to God, you stand him next to Chuck Norris. They look like brothers, you know, he always wears sleeveless shirts, but I can see why he's got like these muscular arms, you know, he's like tanned up. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're like 70 something, you know, he's got a brown beard and he's so energetic. Yeah. Right? Imagine right? like Chuck Norris guy with sleeveless and long hair and big beard and just, you know, so lean and always just so much energy. And. He's been using these mushrooms for like 17, 20 years. The guy used to have Agent Orange. You know, for, for some of you guys that, that don't know what that is, that's a bioweapon. It's a chemical that U.S. government used in like Vietnam War to, to, because there was like guerrilla warfare and the, and, and the U.S. troops couldn't see where the enemy is. So then they're like, all right, let's put this up out there. And yeah, they'll come out. Yeah, they did, but it also affected this U.S. soldiers as well, affecting everybody. So he had that in him. He had a lot of heavy metal poisoning. It was just really bad. You know, he suffered for a long time, and he started looking for solutions way back in the day. One of the solutions that he found was additional mushrooms, and particularly, it, he started to evolve and started to create different formulas, and his last uh, variation is like this 10 blood. Because he was looking for like how to make the best one. He's been doing this for years and years. And so now he's all of that stuff is gone. He's totally healed. He's actually more than healed. He's like so energetic. He's got more energy than most people I've ever met. And the guy's in his like mid 70s, you know. And so he got me onto that. And since then, we were like, oh my God, you know, we're like, how can we get more? So me, my my friend Steven, and they had a few of us, there's a handful of us. We decided we need to go and find a way to secure mushrooms for ourselves because we started telling other people and we couldn't get hitting up Robert for it. You know, it's like he did us a favor, gave us a little like, bro, can we get some more? <laughs> so about two years ago, we started creating this brand called High by Mushrooms. And all it is is those mushrooms. And we started getting out to everybody, all of our friends and family with my mother's on it, my sister was on it, everybody's on it. And since then, it's just been taken off more and more because it's so awesome. I put it to the toss, just like with everything. I've taken supplements for a long time. I used to have my own supplement company. You know, we had protein, fat burners, test mile, all this stuff. I've never taken a supplement that can give me this level of energy, focus. And here's the, here's the, the, the biggest thing. No jitters, no crash, no shakes, no nervousness. I've taken a lot of stuff and the ones that actually worked with energy and focus, my body would feel uneasy. You know, I, I couldn't stay still. And that's what I loved about these mushrooms is that 
I was able to be calm, focused, and alert. Because for me, I wasn't taking it because I wanted to go and have like a free workout to go to the gym or something. You know, it's some people use it for that. Great. What I wanted to was to do creative work. I don't want it to sit at a computer and just go in the zone. I want to have two hours of just knock out things nonstop, get focused and not be distracted and feel calm enough to where I can sit still. And when I take other stuff, I can't sit still. It's like, yeah, I'm energized and focused. And I'm also wanting to get up every five minutes because I'm so jittered on the inside. And this doesn't do that. It's like entirely calm. And it goes away after about four hours. The life for most people, I've, I've talked to almost every single person that, that told me, yep, four hours, same thing. You take it and four hours later, you're back to normal. No crash. And, and the amount can go from two grams for some people um, to 20. My tolerance is pretty high, you know, pretty high for, I will do about 14, 16 grams. I can go with three hours of sleep. We all know how that feels like. You are just like, just, oh my God, right? It's just, the focusing is like non-existent. Then on those days, I would do about 16 grams. Within about 20 minutes, I feel regular, focused, ready to take it on. That's what I do when I don't have the sleep, I'm traveling. And I need to be on my best. I need to. I need to have. I might. I need to be at game face on. And then after four hours, do I, if I need to stay in it, I do another dose, heavy dose. We call it like mega dose, <laughs> sixteen grams. You know, it's a good amount. If I don't, I don't take. I don't take any more of it. And then I would get really tired because that's how I felt regularly. So literally, it's like I was energized. I was focused because of the mushrooms. It's unbelievable. This is this is what really got me onto it because I remember these things things happening and I didn't know how to stay awake. I didn't couldn't focus. It's like if I'd lost sleep, I can't function, you know? And this allows me to literally be on my game with three hours of sleep. It's crazy. It's crazy. I want to test it out with so many other things. Because something I think we talked about before. I want to test this out with people that are experiencing depression because I test this out in my, with myself on a few different things. There was this one day to where, so back in the day I used to smoke, smoke butt, you know, and I, mean, I used to drink, I used to do everything. So I just stopped everything. Now it's like, I don't do any of it. I had no desire, but there was a time to where I was smoking, you know, marijuana and I was really high and so high that I felt just uncomfortable, you know, just full blown anxiety. And I was like, this sucks. You know, I, 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 I just wanted to kind of chill and now I'm not enjoying myself at all. I want this to go away and it's not going to go away for a while. And it was like around midnight and I decided, well, what would happen if I try this mushroom out? I'm just going to just, just see. So I took about 10 grams and now literally in about 30 minutes, I noticed I was starting to sober up, like not fully, just, just like some. I was like, whoa, this is weird. Okay. Um, so then I was like, well, what would happen if I try more? So then I did another like 12, 14 grams on the second one. Okay. Another 20, 30 minutes later, I got really sobered up. And I was like, whoa. And then after that, about 15, 20 minutes later, I got focused. I wasn't high anymore. The high was gone. I went from full-blown you know, high anxiety for, for those of you that, that smoke bud, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you just, you have anxiety. You don't want to talk to anybody. It's just a bad high. 
I went from that to full-blown focus. So focused, I started working. I remember it was 3 a.m. in the morning and I was just busy working. And I was so focused and I was just thinking, what the heck is going on? I'm energized, I'm focused, I'm calm, I'm not high anymore. What? This is ridiculous. What the heck is in this thing? I have no idea except I just know what's happened. I remember this. And so I'm really, really curious because I don't know anything that can do that. It's like, it's like, you know what people, that's like, reminds me of like people that are doing cocaine. That's what if people do that. And then they right they get rid of like, oh, I'm sober. But we're talking about mushrooms. We're talking about something that has no process, has no chemicals. They literally grow it, dry it, grind it up, and put it in a bag. And there you go. You get it. You get it in the house. 10 different blends of that. And that's the, it's the most amazing thing. There's so many things. Mushrooms is one of the biggest fast growing things that are out there. Medicinal mushrooms. It's like that bud was high CBD mushrooms is right around the corner now and it's taken off. It's going to be one of the most popular things because it has so many applications. It will heal so many different things. And this one has 10 blends. So it's, um, it's amazing. I always tell people to try it out and don't be afraid to, to test out what your limit is. Try two grams at one time. And if it feels okay, you know, or if you don't feel that much, go four. And if you don't feel that much, go six. If you feel good, great. And then keep trying out. I was doing that. And at some point, my tolerance was up to about, about 14, 16. Now you need to cycle off of it about every four weeks, three to four weeks. They give your receptors a little rest. Right? Take about a week off and then you're, you're fine. And that's it. Wow. Oh my goodness. The deep dive into the, the actual good mushrooms, which ones to take. Well, my goodness, I could carry on with this for ages. I mean, it's definitely a topic which is, it's always intrigued me. It's something which I, I take reishi mushrooms in particular, you know, mushrooms mixed together, as you were saying, but I love the way that it really does energize you. So that's so cool. And anything that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap up today? I've had such a great time tapping into all these different topics with you. You're so knowledgeable and just like, it's so great. I just ask you like one or two things, you just nail it. Oh, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And if I had to leave one thing, I think there, there's a lot of people that are, that are out there that they want to create, they want to create a certain life and they sometimes make run into some obstacles and some challenges. And, you know, the last thing I want to leave is that these obstacles and these challenges that we all run into, they are there to teach us. They're there to teach us and that instead of looking at it as like a problem, look at it as a lesson because all of us, no matter, no matter what level of success a person that they all had to run into challenges and they learned from it. And the people that saw it as a lesson, those are the people that were able to move forward because they don't see it as something bad. They see it as a lesson. And I think everybody is listening. If you can relate to this and you're running into some struggles right now, those struggles are all lessons for you and take it and keep going. And you may end up just learning a lot, right? On the outside, it looks like somebody is like hitting a lot of road bumps and, and challenges, but in reality, those are just all learnings. And if you keep on going, you're going to get there. You just don't ever stop. Now, and that just requires knowing the why having energy, activating your energy, getting things up and going, and and you got this, you know? And for all the rest of you guys that are interested in learning more about opening up your energy, expanding your mind, and getting to that, get into that flow in your life, uh, 
I love to go and share share more. I'm gonna have the the cliff notes like what Natasha is mentioning. We'll have it on there, and you can you can go to that site and check it out. You know, find me on social media, um, or you can go to flow60.com. You know, you can find more. But I, I I would love to be able to share more of this, and we're gonna share more um, all this stuff here. You know, the cliff notes and all that, and um, yeah, that's it. Been a been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and. I think that that's a beautiful thing that you said, find your why right there as, as part of what you were leaving as your final message, because the truth is, if you don't find your why, you'll never have the will. You must find your why to everything that you do. Why do you want to heal? Why do you want to embrace this feeling? Why do you want to overcome what you're going through? Because without the why, you will not have the will and desire to go on to achieve. So find your why, whatever that is to you. Because remember, appreciation and understanding why you're doing something can make your day better. It can even change your life or somebody else's. Your willingness to put it into words is all that is really necessary, is all that is really needed. Your willingness to get up and go about it is the second part. But just put it into words, understand what it is, and then go up and stop taking action. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I want to I want to add one more thing to that, which is get very detailed on that why. So many people put, come up with a why and they're like, yep, I know it now. But they have to get really, really detailed. They have to get so detailed and connect it to every aspect of their life. It's like connecting to why this person is going to knock on doors and how it's going to connect to their to his wealth, which is probably a very, very direct correlation. And when somebody has like this connection to all the pillars, now that why becomes so powerful because they can see this is life changing. This is not just so I can make money and I can help people. Okay. Right. It's like, it's, there's just this huge, the why gets really, really big. Mm, I totally agree. Connecting it. You, you have to connect it and understand. So Oh my goodness. On that note, thank you so much for being here with us, Mike. Thank you for sharing. Guys, if you've enjoyed today's show as much as I have, as much as I've enjoyed diving in, please make sure to subscribe at the top so you don't miss the next show that it can arrive directly to your device. Share this with a friend who is going to enjoy it. Thank you so much for today.